Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Working in the gambling industry, I've been to a lot of conferences across the country, and I can say without a doubt, one of the best and my favorite is the East Coast Gaming Congress being held on April 19th and 20th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. When I go there, I hear expert panels in the field of casinos, iGaming, sports betting, and gaming law, and it gives me great insight to where the gambling world is headed in the future. We're going to hear all about the East Coast Gaming Congress from Lloyd Levinson. Lloyd's not only the CEO of Cooper Levinson, which is the premier gaming law firm in this country, but he's also one of the organizers of the East Coast Gaming Congress. Right after this, I'm talking with Lloyd Levinson. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of April 10th, 2023. February was a huge month for Nevada casinos. For the month, the Silver State casinos took in $1.24 billion of revenue. This is the 24th straight month the casinos surpassed a billion dollars and is an 11.2% increase from February of 2022. The hold for casinos and slots was up 7.2% and table and card game holds increased 14.7% from this time last year. DraftKings Horse Racing app is live in 12 states. The platform called DK Horse is done in collaboration with Twin Spire, which is a subsidiary of Churchill Downs. DK Horse will be separate from DraftKings Casino, Sportsbook, and Daily Fantasy sites, but there are plans to integrate these platforms in the future. And finally, it's official. Bally's Las Vegas has been renamed Horseshoe Las Vegas. On March 24th, Caesars had a ribbon-cutting ceremony to mark the big occasion. Poker legends such as Doyle Brunson and Jack Binion were on hand, which is appropriate because the Horseshoe will host the World Series of Poker this summer. I can't wait to visit. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to House of Cards. You are more in need of a night in Atlantic City than any man I've ever met. I'd say sit down at a table, go for dinner, see a show, take a walk on the boardwalk and smell the salt air. But if you're anything like me, nothing after sit down at a table is going to happen. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you. For a person who's working in or interested in the gambling industry, one of the most important conferences you can attend is the East Coast Gaming Congress. It's being held on April 19th and 20th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. With us today, we have one of the organizers of this great event. Lloyd Levinson is an attorney and chief executive officer of the law firm of Cooper Levinson and is one of the most well-known gaming lawyers in this country. And we are lucky to have Lloyd Levinson on the phone with us right now. Lloyd, thanks for joining us. 
It's a pleasure, as always. Yeah, I was telling you off air, uh, boy, I, I love going to the East Coast Gaming Congress, and everyone I talk to loves it, too. They can't wait for it to happen. But for those who don't know, what is the East Coast Gaming Congress? Well, it's a uh, a conference that has been around. This is our 26th year, uh, and it is the the what I believe is the most informative conference in the country. And what I mean by that is we're not a trade show. Uh, We are basically a think tank. Uh, And the title of this year's uh, Congress is All Things Gaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sort of describes when we talk about all things gaming, you know, people now think of sports wagering as the, you know, as gaming. And uh, they forget about the fact that most of the uh, revenue that comes from uh, gaming comes from the brick-and-mortar establishments, all the casinos. Uh, And while there uh, are many, many sports wagering states bordering on 30 of them, and uh, uh, Internet uh, gaming, um, casino gaming on the Internet for Six states, uh, you know, the bricks and mortar gaming is still uh, still supreme as far as uh, you know the individuals who are involved uh, in gaming who want to uh, play. You know, there are so many casinos and so many states that have uh, multiple casinos that um, you know we can't lose sight of the fact that uh, um, there is so much. The options are so great. And that brings me to the program for this year. Uh, we have uh, many of the CEOs of the major casino companies going to give uh, 20-minute keynote addresses, not on their uh, casinos per se, on their company, but more on what, what they think the future holds for the gaming industry. So uh, we've done this type of uh, program in prior years. It proved very, very popular uh, with the audience and sprinkled throughout, in addition to the industry leaders, uh, we will have uh, different programs. We have a program on Wall Street uh, with uh, several of the most prominent investment bankers on, on Wall Street. We have a program called iGaming. Is this the year? I mean, it's 2023 the year, and unfortunately, it's turning out that it's not the year for <laughs> expansion. Uh, we thought that Indiana would mm-hmm. come forward with uh, you know iGaming, uh, but that failed in the in the legislature. And the same thing with New York. Uh, it was a uh, uh, a hoped-for result in New York that the legislation on um, internet casino gaming would uh, get through the legislature, and it didn't. So it looks like <laughs> 2024 will be the year, uh, not 2023, but that's two of the programs. And then uh, we have a program that's being put on by Sightline Gaming having to do with uh, – what's called Omnichannel yeah, and the yeah. f- future of, of that. Um, 
uh, and we're you know, we're having a sports wagering uh, program uh, also on sports betting. And uh, you know, the the individuals who will give uh, keynote addresses uh, include people such as um, David Cordish, uh, who is the head of the uh, the Cordish company. Um, include Bill Miller, mm -hmm. who is the head of the American Gaming Association, Jim Allen, the CEO of Hard Rock, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so um, uh, it, it will be probably our best year as far as attendance mm -hmm. because of the program. Yeah. Uh, and um, people liked being at the Hard Rock last year, so we decided to repeat the location uh, with, a, uh, with a cocktail party. Uh, uh, that uh, always uh, surpasses expectations. Yes. yes. Uh, so you know it's uh, it's something that if you're interested in gaming and you are you know, somewhere on the East Coast or whatever, can get to Atlantic City on the 19th and 20th of April. You ought to be here. You said it's the 26th year for the East Coast Gaming Congress, and it's it's just evolved into something incredible Did, when when you first formulated the east coast gaming congress 26 years ago did you think it would last this long and to and evolve into one of the most important conferences for the gaming industry well the way it began is mike pollack mm -hmm. uh, was leaving his job as the public information officer for the casino control commission and his last day on the job he came to visit me, and we discussed the fact that there was a giant conference in Las Vegas. It was then called the World Gaming Congress, and now G2E. Mm -hmm. And there was the uh, Southern Gaming Summit in Mississippi. Uh, and we said, wait a minute, Atlantic City was second only to Nevada as far as gaming was concerned. And why is there not a gaming conference in Atlantic City? So we said, we shook hands, and we said, okay, we're going to start a gaming conference in Atlantic City. And then we looked at each other, and he's a journalist, I'm a lawyer, and we said, what do we do now? <laughs> uh, and so uh, we started in the beginning, it was called the Rutgers University Gaming Symposium, uh, and Rutgers University was part of our group. Uh, so was Ernst and Young, uh, and it then morphed into after Rutgers uh, left the uh, the organization, uh, they wanted to do their own thing. Uh, it was the uh, Mid Atlantic uh, Gaming Congress, uh, and then Ernst and Young left because they would be in some kind of conflict by. Uh, organizing a conference and uh, you know, auditing some of the uh, participant companies. Uh, so uh, we became the Mid-Atlantic Gaming Congress. And uh, eventually, uh, since Mid-Atlantic was too confined a geographical area, uh, we then uh, expanded it to be called the East Coast Gaming Congress. And probably for the last 15 years, it's been called become the East Coast Gaming Congress. Uh, and this year we have uh, two uh, other companies that are co-organizers and co-producers, a company called Play Do It, mm -hmm. which is a Mexican um, 
platform provider, both sports and internet game platform provider, who is uh, which is interested in coming into the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we had last year, uh, Sports Illustrated uh, Sportsbook, SI Sportsbook, uh, is uh, also a co-organizer and co-producer. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Nothing for you, Fa. Ah, come on. What you got, huh? It is spa day, Jamie. You don't interrupt spa day. Ah, okay. Gracie, what's up? I need some tips. Jamie, you want a tip? Yeah. Now, come on, somebody. Jalen, what's up, man? You want a tip? Yeah. You really want a tip? I really need some tips. Don't call somebody on live TV, Jamie Fox. Well, you like answer. Have other friends anyway. Marshawn, Barry, holla. Hey, what's up with it, Fox? Listen, I need some tips. I like LA. LA? No, 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 no. Dallas. No, no, Dallas. No, no, no. Dallas? Hold on. How about Detroit? Nah, no, Barry over there. You know, I'm going to call you all right now. Vanessa, mm. I need your help. I got a tip for you. Always go with your gut. Mmm, I like that. Going with my gut. Let's go with our gut. With costs going up, Adam and Eve is the best deal around. With 50% off a sexy adult product at adamandeve.com. That's 50% off right now when you point the camera on your smartphone at the code on the screen. Don't get up. Just open your camera and point it at the screen. Hurry. You'll also get 10 free gifts, including free discreet shipping at checkout. This is your chance to get more for less. So scan now for 50% off plus 10 free gifts from adamandeve.com. Drizzly makes it easy to shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and liquor from wherever I am. I just open the app, find what I want, and it's at my door in under 60 minutes. Drizzly. Ding dong, Drizzly. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. We are flying over a well-known eastern city that is remarkable, a city whose principal business is the entertainment of millions. Atlantic City, often called the vacation capital of the nation. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Lloyd Levinson from the law firm Cooper Levinson and one of the organizers of the East Coast Gaming Congress being held on April 19th and 20th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. 
the gaming industry has evolved so much in the last couple of years. And I, I want to ask you, in your experience doing this conference over the last quarter century, how's that sound, <laughs> explaining it, and, and working in the gaming industry as a, a very well-known gaming lawyer, what did you see as some of the big events that really transformed the gambling industry into what it is today over the last couple of years? Well, you, you have to start with uh, the fact that uh, New Jersey uh, was instrumental in uh, Internet uh, gaming, uh, casino games over the Internet. Uh, so since 2013, uh, when uh, New Jersey uh, started that, um, started permitting that, uh, that's had a, that had a, a major effect on the gaming industry because uh, five other jurisdictions now permit that. And during COVID, uh, when patrons uh, either were not allowed to go to the casinos or had to go with masks and you know made things uh, difficult and the like, uh, internet gaming took over to help the industry survive. And even though the casinos don't make all the money that players uh, uh, lose uh, through internet gaming, the platform providers you know make the majority of the revenue. Uh, it still helps and helped those casinos, those brick and mortar establishments, to stay afloat during those bad times during COVID. Um, and the same thing can be said for sports wagering. You know, in 2018 is when the United States Supreme Court struck down PASPA, which uh, prohibited uh, sports wagering in all but a few states. Uh, and the proliferation of sports wagering in almost 30 jurisdictions has, again, uh, changed the dynamic. You know, again, the, you know, the misunderstanding that casinos are, the brick-and-mortar casinos that are attached to these platform providers make all the money, uh, you know, has to be, uh, understood that it's it's very helpful to the casinos, uh, but uh, you know it can be misunderstood to mean that they make all the money of the uh, in sports wagering. But you know those are the two things that really changed the face of gaming over the last uh, decade: is uh, the internet gaming uh, for casino games and the sports wagering, uh, both retail and over the internet you know one of the things i look forward to with the east coast gaming congress is you always have an update from the new jersey casino control commission we've had james plosis on the show a while back discussing atlantic city and the casino industry in new jersey now cooper levinson is the premier gaming law firm in new jersey and in the country how do you see the health of the casinos in atlantic city and i i know with the potential of casinos in the new york city area there may be some challenging times ahead for the casino industry in new jersey but i want to get your take on the general health of the casino industry in new jersey i think the health is um okay mm -hmm. uh you know i don't think that uh it's great but if it would just warm up a little, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we, we will see. Uh, I think we're going to see a great summer, a great spring sure. again, assuming that it warms up a little. You know, spring, summer, and fall. Uh, the casinos, many of them, have uh, invested a lot of money into capital improvements. Uh, 
Um, and, you know, that is going to lure people here. Uh, you know, not that these casinos were in bad shape uh, at all physically, but when you, you know, you put in $100 million into places like, you know, Bally's and Caesars, uh, Tropicana, uh, Borgata, uh, resorts, I mean, everybody's spending money um, in Atlantic City to you know, spruce up their operation. And that is going to yield uh, results. Mm -hmm. So, um, and uh, all of them are either going to be done for the summer or, you know, will be, will be done immediately after. And I think, you know, the old saying, you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. The casinos in Atlantic City are doing that. They're not just, uh, you know, sitting back and, you know, saying, uh, you, know, um, you know, we're just... Uh, uh, you know, build it and they will come. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're really building it, uh, in, uh, in improving it, and they will come. So we're very excited about uh, the, the uh, spring and summer and fall in Atlantic City, and I think everybody is going to do well, um, especially in light of all the, uh, the money that's been spent uh, to uh, uh, upgrade their physical establishments. One of the topics that you have a panel on that I've been very interested in, and you and you mentioned it before, and it was iGaming, and um, I, I think the the panel is on the first day of the uh, Congress. You know, I, I think there's something like th over 35 jurisdictions that have made sports betting legal. However, states are very reluctant to allow online casinos within their jurisdiction. And, and like I said, you have a panel on the first day called iGaming is 2023 the year. And in that panel, you have New York State Senator Joseph Adabo, who's been a, really a champion for the gambling industry in New York. Why do you think states are eager to allow sports betting but are really shying away from allowing online casinos? And do you think that'll change over the next couple of years? Probably not 2023, but over the next couple of years, do you think more states will allow more online casinos? So I'll start with the second part of your question. I think that uh, eventually there will be uh, a dozen or more uh, states that will offer the casino iGaming. Um, when we will see it, I mean, we'll see that in the next few years. It, it depends on a, you know, different variables. Certainly we'll see it sooner rather than later and more of it if states are having some difficulty balancing their budgets. Mm -hmm. Uh, the public doesn't really uh, know or understand unless they're told that uh, the if, if a casino will uh, support or a state to start with a legislature, the legislature will support and the casinos that support I casino gaming, they will earn up to four times the amount. The state will earn more than four times the amount of money that the state earns through taxes on sports wagering. Mm -hmm. All right, now that's that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a big impetus there <laughs> yeah. uh, because they don't make a lot of money on sports wagering in the no, states no. on taxes, but they make a lot of money on um, um, on iGaming. I mean, it was it was well over a billion that was projected in New York that they would make in taxes 
but it just didn't happen this year. Uh, so that's the second part of the question. I, I think it's going to happen once it starts up again and uh, whatever the state is, you know, if it's Indiana, I think that they'll start making all that money and then other states will look at that and say, uh, wait, what, what are we doing? What are we nuts? Yeah. Why don't we go? So we need we need some kind of snowball effect of somebody do, doing it, and you know, and the rest of them will follow. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever be the number that aren't sports wagering, but it should be a significant uh, increase from now. Uh, why they're not doing it? There's a there's a lot of reasons. One, they don't need the money right now. They're flush with cash. The states. Uh, so that, you know, is inevitably going to change because, you know, years to years to years, you're down, you're up, you're even, whatever. So they don't need the money right now. They will. Uh, why else? You know, there is this, uh, idea out there that floats that is a fear that, uh, if you have eye gaming, then fewer people are going to come to the brick-and-mortar casinos. You know, that has not happened in the places where iGaming uh, is legal. But there still is that fear that, uh, you know, the people will stay home and just gamble over the Internet, and therefore all these brick-and-mortar places that they're spending so much money on, uh, you know, to spruce up and whatever, you know, will, will, will not have been worth it. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. With costs going up, Adam and Eve is the best deal around. With 50% off a sexy adult product at adamandeve.com. That's 50% off right now when you point the camera on your smartphone at the code on the screen. Don't get up. Just open your camera and point it at the screen. Hurry. You'll also get 10 free gifts, including free discreet shipping at checkout. This is your chance to get more for less. So scan now for 50% off plus 10 free gifts from adamandeve.com. If you don't have final expense life insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable information about whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and other final expenses. A final expense life insurance policy is fast and available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exam, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costing $9,420 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses. Your premium will never increase. Your policy will have a cash value and a death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense life insurance with a lifetime lock, call LifeCare at 800-459-8822. That's 800-459-8822. You're listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. (laughs) 
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Lloyd Levinson from the law firm Cooper Levinson and one of the organizers of the East Coast Gaming Congress being held on April 19th and 20th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Sorry about that. Radio has to do its business, you know. Why don't you continue what you were saying before the break? Sports wagering is is sexy. Yeah. You know, sports is sexy. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, uh, you know, you're given all these proposition bets. You know, will Aaron Judge hit a home run on the on opening day? You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, i gaming over the internet is basically the same as going to a brick and mortar casino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so um, it's it's less sexy, uh, but much more um, uh, m- much more value to the state and to the casinos. Um, so. Uh, I think those are the, uh, you know, a couple of the reasons why jurisdictions, uh, and I can tell you this, there is some idea from some uh, labor groups that are interested in having as many people employed at bricks and mortar casinos that if the people don't go to the bricks and mortar casinos, then they're... um, uh, you know, their uh, uh, casinos' labor requirements will be less, and therefore they'll have fewer people as union members, like in New York. Uh, you know, they're, they're forgetting the fact that, um, they're not forgetting, they're being told, but they're not accepting it yet, the fact that there's a company such as Evolution out there that has live gaming over the Internet. Yeah, yeah. And they would employ if gaming was if internet gaming over the internet was legal in New York. I mean, they could employ up to a couple thousand people in their studios. Mm-hmm. So you know, they may I don't know lose a few people if if the uh, if fewer people go to the uh, casinos, few uh, few employees. But I don't think it'll happen at all. But they'll pick them up in the fact that uh, there'll be. Uh, hundreds, depending upon the jurisdiction, uh, of employees at studios of Evolution, um, up to a couple thousand in New York, uh, in a studio there. Uh, so uh, you know, like there's studios in you know, New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, border around a thousand, will border around a thousand employees. So you know, if you're worried about labor. Yeah, there's only, the, the chance. The real chances are you're going to increase labor, and you're not going to decrease it. But that still is a, a fear um, from from some people. Another panel that you're having that I can't wait to check out is called Distributed Gaming, Regulated and Otherwise, and it deals with electronic gaming devices found outside of casinos like bars and restaurants and truck stops and places like that. It's an area of gaming that's becoming quite popular in a lot of states. Do you see that expanding in the coming years? I mean, we're we're sitting here in New Jersey. I guess if we want to play at a truck stop, we have to go to Pennsylvania. But do, do you see these gaming machines popping up outside of the casinos in more and more states? 
Well, it's a very, very political mm -hmm. issue. Um, there's always fights uh, between, you know, casinos and uh, locations outside of casinos, which take business potentially away from casinos. And then there's the whole idea of illegal um, locations yeah. that claim that they're not illegal because they offer games of skill. And games of skill is not gaming, uh, not illegal gaming. And there's litigation going on in Pennsylvania, for example, over that, uh, you know, over the places that offer machines that they claim are skill. The state claims they're uh, not skill. They're games of chance, which make them illegal gaming. Uh, and that's popping up all over the uh, the country, in Kentucky and various uh, locations. So, you know, you have legitimate distributed gaming in the places where it's legal, and you have illegal distributed yeah. gaming <laughs> in the places that, you know, are trying to uh, claim that they're legal, but they're really not. I, I want to ask you about another panel that you mentioned. It's gaming's omni-channel future. I, you know, working in the gaming industry, I keep saying I'm completely amazed at the technology that is being developed that gaming operators use not only to acquire customers but to retain customers. I mean, I, last week I talked to a company that has TV detection software, which means if you have that app, uh, a, a gaming operator or a, a sports betting operator, and they have that technology on their app, and if you're sitting in front of a uh, a game, say you're watching the Eagles versus the Giants, that app will detect what you're watching at the present time and formulate custom bets for you to to uh, to make a bet on because it detects what you're watching on TV. And it's just absolutely amazing how brick and mortar and online platforms are combining to create something amazing for its customers. Are we going to see more and more of that technology in the future? And, and what does that mean for regulators? Do we have to figure out some new rules and regulations about this new technology that uh, gaming operators are using? Well, <laughs> nothing ever stands still in the gaming industry. No, absolutely not. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen that over... Well, I've, I've been doing this for 40 years, but uh, certainly for the last 25 with uh, East Coast Gaming Congress. I mean, that, that's why if you have any interest in gaming yeah. uh, whatsoever, uh, either as a player or in the business, you need to come to the East Coast Gaming Congress because every year, every year there's something different. Uh, and... That's the nature of this industry. I mean, I remember the time when, uh, back, I can't remember how many years ago it was, when uh, they instituted uh, um, tickets instead of cash. And many, many people, and these are very, very smart people who were very involved in the gaming industry, said that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have to touch cash yeah. and coins in order to feel that they're gambling. Uh, you know, you don't find any uh, coins in any <laughs> casino nowadays. Everything's with tickets, ticket in, ticket out. Uh, and I don't think there's been a year in our 26 years where uh, something new has not been uh, discussed. So what you're talking about now, 
you know, in five years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that, that'll be uh, old oh, hat. Yeah, you I know. know. You, know that, you know, like a uh, like a record player or mm-hmm. a um, you know a Walkman or whatever. You know, I mean, just all you gotta do is think back on all the different things that were the new thing, and uh, how could they ever invent something new beyond that? And lo and behold, they do. So yeah. I think you're going to see all kinds of different things, and especially this discussion about Omnichannel's future. Um, you know, we uh, uh, sightline uh, payments is the you know the absolute uh, leader in its field, uh, and so they're putting on this program. Uh, Jonathan Michaels, who's the uh, senior vice president of strategic development and government affairs, is uh, extremely knowledgeable and technical also. So uh, that'll be a great program. By the way, you mentioned people love to touch coins. Now my Atlantic City coin buckets, those plastic things they used to give out in the gaming floor years ago, now they're collector's items. It's absolutely amazing to me. But, you know, we we mentioned sports betting, and that continues to be the biggest story in the U.S. gaming industry. And you have a panel entitled Sports Betting, What's Next? Certainly, sports betting is still expanding. I mean, not only do I have a law office in New Jersey, but I also have a law office in Massachusetts, and they just launched their sports betting industry a couple weeks ago. So this is the section of the industry is still expanding and growing. What do you see as the future of sports betting? There's, well, it's going to expand into even more states. Yeah, it's going to be everywhere that gaming is legal. I believe in the next couple of years, uh, you know, now it's uh, uh, it's going to go live in uh, Kentucky. Um, you know, they're talking about it in Texas. Uh, of course, they're talking about casinos in Texas. Uh, at some point, there will be casinos yeah. in Texas, uh, but. Uh, you know, sports betting uh, is just something that, um, as I said earlier, is a, a is sexy. It's got so many opportunities and options for players to play. Uh, not only, you know, now to say who's going to win the World Series and just sit and wait until next October, uh, but you know, you can just you know, bet on you know, the first pitch, uh, whether it's going to be a strike or a ball or, you know, so many different opportunities. And, you know, those opportunities are going to expand as people become more and more creative mm-hmm. uh, in offerings. So, um, you know, the real question about sports wagering is uh, are the smaller operators going to be able to continue to operate uh, in the future in light of the, uh, the top few uh, platforms uh, being uh, such in the lead with regard to their percentage of yeah, yeah. players. So I think that's the big, the big question mark for sports wagering into the future is how many uh, platforms uh, are going to exist five years, ten years from now. You know, one of the high points for me at the East Coast Gaming Congress is the address given by Bill Miller, who is the CEO of the American Gaming Association and is doing an amazing job in that role. Uh, what, what will Bill Miller be talking about during his talk at the Congress? Well, 
I guess you'll have to ask him. But <laughs> if I were to, if I were to guess, he will spend a decent amount of time on responsible gaming. Yeah. Um, you know, there, we do have a problem, uh, and fortunately, from the AGA on down, nobody's sticking their head in the sand about it. You know, gambling uh, is no different than drugs, is no different than alcohol, in the sense that if you let it get the better of you, it is dangerous, mm-hmm. um, and uh, not only health-wise, uh, but financially. Uh, so I know he's going to spend time on that because the AGA has been in the forefront yeah. of, of that initiative, and so has New Jersey. Uh, Dave Reebuck, uh, has, his staff has done an amazing job of keeping that front and center. So uh, I'm sure he'll talk about that, uh, and you know, he'll talk about uh, the advantages of gaming and the, you know, the taxes that States have earned from it, and the utilization of those taxes to help those less fortunate, including those who uh, uh, have uh, problems uh, with gaming. Uh, and so, um, he's a, a, a an amazing spokesperson for uh, the industry, uh, and that organization, the AGA, does a magnificent job of uh, informing the public. Uh, of uh, you know what gaming does positively, and also what it can uh, impact negatively, um, but they're constantly helping that make sure that as much as possible we don't have people who are hurting themselves and their families. What's the best way for someone to register to attend the East Coast Gaming Congress? Well, they just can go online. Um, at um, www.ecgc.us, um, and uh, or they can call 609-572-7369. Uh, or um, what's the other one? <laughs> um, I, have to, I have to look at my keyboard. My uh, my five seven two seven four zero zero. Talk to Angela Robinson. Talk to Donna Vasir. They're the marketing people for the East Coast Gaming Congress. Uh, send me an email at L D like David Levinson L E V E N S O N at Cooper C W O P E R Levinson dot com, uh, and we'll get you registered. It's very inexpensive. Uh, it's probably the most inexpensive conference of any uh, in the country. Uh, and the reason is, is because, you know, we don't look to make money. We look to uh, inform uh, everyone about gaming uh, and to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we have a good time for two days. Yeah. Said by many, many of the uh, people who come back every year that it's the best networking opportunity of all the conferences in the U.S. So. Uh, we expect around 550 or so registrants. Uh, hopefully, people will listen to this broadcast and uh, show up. And if you do show up and you listen to it as uh, uh, on this program, uh, please come up and say hi. 
Lloyd Levinson, CEO of the law firm Cooper Levinson and organizer of the East Coast Gaming Congress, which is being held on April 19th and 20th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Thanks so much for joining us and telling us all about the event. This is the conference I look forward to attending every year. Thanks so much for your time today, and I'll see you there. All right. It's a pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. taxes to the IRS. Watch this urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. And no other tax shop gets you more or faster approvals. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Connect with tax professionals who get the IRS off your back. Call 800 800-605-0688. 800 605 0688. One stop tax relief shop. You know that? I can go to everybody. Oh, oh, oh. Game starts at 20, best slip is empty. I got to call KG. KG, what up? You don't interrupt spa day. Ah, okay. Gracie, what's up? I need some tips. Jamie, you want a tip? Yeah. Oh, come on, somebody. Jalen, what's up, man? You want a tip? Yeah. You really want a tip? I really need some tips. Don't call somebody on live TV, Jamie Foxx. Well, you like asked. Have other friends in anyway. it. Marshawn, Barry, holla. Jamie Foxx. Like, what's up what's with up, it, Foxx? Listen, I need some tips. I'm like LA. LA? No, no, no. Dallas. No, Dallas. Dallas? Dallas? We gotta Hold on. Miami. How about Detroit? Nah, no, Barry over there. You know, I'm gonna call y'all right now. Vanessa, yeah. I need your help. I got a tip for you. Always go with your gut. Mmm, I like that. Going with my gut. Let's go with our gut! People gotta win sometimes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Beating the House is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Don't wait. Join in the fun now. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Grab a lion's share of the fun at BetMGM.com. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishaddle here with Dave Weishaddle. We're going to be crisscrossing the country talking about the different jackpots that have happened in casinos or lotteries, kino, uh, basically anything that's over $100,000 or more in terms of a jackpot size, we will be talking about. Uh, and uh, you know what? We've got a whole different variety of uh, stories this week. We've got a couple slots to talk about. We've got an online uh, lottery uh, jackpot to talk about. We've got a couple lottery jackpots to talk oh, about. Okay. We have a very odd Kino story. A Kino story. Coming huh? out of Massachusetts. Okay. They're big in Kino in Massachusetts. They love Kino up there. You can, you can play that in bars and restaurants. And you know what? If we have time at the end, uh-huh. I've, you know, we came across this really interesting article about some woman's own unique casino cash game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we both yeah. came across this around the same time, so yeah. we just had to talk about it because it's very interesting. And if you, if you, Would you consider that a jackpot, though? Uh, she does. Oh, well, okay. Well. But anyway, let's get going with some, uh, some of the jackpots in the casinos. We're going to start off out in Vegas this week. We're going to go to Caesars Palace. Um, you know, we're in springtime here, but for this one player, the calendar went to autumn. Okay. Uh, in fact, it was the Dragon Link Autumn Moon slot machine. See how I worked that oh, in there? Oh, okay. All right. Yep. I don't I don't think I've... I'm, I'm sure I've seen it. I'm sure I've walked by it on the gaming floor by. I I can't actually picture it right now. There are several. Moon. There are there are several different versions of Dragon Link. They have yeah, there's about two or that. three different branded Dragon Links, different games. This is one of those other games where you know the bonus game. It's the shields that pop up onto the screen, mm-hmm. and you have to you know fill out the entire screen to get the major jackpot. Okay. Uh, this person won one hundred thirty nine thousand dollars on Dragon Link Autumn Moon. At 1 a.m. on a Friday. All right. On a $750 wager. Wow. I'm assuming See, that's w- a high limit slot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But I have never bet that much on a slot machine. I wouldn't. So. I don't feel comfortable going above five wow. bucks on a slot hey, machine. Hey, it, it paid off. I yep. don't know if this is a man or a woman, but, you know, it paid off. The player remained anonymous. Okay. Um, but again, I like I said, $750 just strikes me as a huge, huge amount to wager on a slot machine, I wonder how many spins this person did before hitting. I have hitting no this. idea. I have no idea. I mean, she wanted he or she won one hundred thirty nine thousand dollars, but was the overall night positive or negative? But it, it, look, it paid off. Yeah, I'm sure it paid off. Can you imagine so. the rewards points for putting oh, in a yeah, seven hundred fifty dollar yeah, right? wager? Oh, you got your Caesar's card. Yeah, it's uh, they're turning up the comp points. Huh? Somebody got a free room that night. I yeah, think. they got comped at the noodle bar. Exactly. So. Uh, we're going to leave Vegas. We're going to Pennsylvania. Actually, we're going online in Pennsylvania. All right. We haven't done an online Pennsylvania lottery story in a while, and we have one here. The Pennsylvania, they call it the Pennsylvania Eye Lottery. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have a lucky player in Dauphin County, D-A-U-P-H-I-N. Is it Dauphin? Dauphin? Dauphin. I've Dauphin? Heard, I, in the, Dauphin? the reports I've seen, because I had to double-check this, By the way, I, 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 we're, we're right next to Pennsylvania, yeah. and I would have no clue where Dauphin I, I had County to double, is. I had to double-check this, because the press release is just words. I went up, okay, and, and, I, I, and so. I looked. Well, there's sometimes you have video attached in the press release, too. So Oh, um, okay. I okay, had to go I look up, you. and I've heard See, I'm old school. A press release, when you say press release to me, I, I think of one page of paper. There are multimedia press releases I guess now. so, okay. But I had to look this up, and I've seen two different places call this Dauphin 
and Dauphine. Okay. You know, like it, like it was a Louisiana thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I'm not sure about saying Dauphin, D-A-U-P-H-I-N. I'm spelling it out for everybody. Okay. We have a six-figure jackpot, $115,857.65 uh, on a game called Castle Quest. Okay. Castle Quest is an online instant game on the iLottery website, and they call it a Connect-style game. Uh, basically, you just connect the symbols on the screen. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that was actually a terminology to use Connect style. See, game. I'm not too familiar with the online lottery thing. So, I, slot I, I, yeah, it was kind of like, well, just like you know when um, w- w- it used to be called bingo halls, they're really slot parlors. They yeah. they call it bingo halls, but it's really slot parlors. Yeah. So, you know. well, I, I, this was a progressive jackpot. All right. And uh, to be fair to the Pennsylvania lottery, this is considered an online instant game. Okay. Not a slot machine. Okay. Make that distinction however you want. See, I'd rather do them than the scratchers because, you know, you get stuff under your fingernail or you need a quarter to scratch it off or, you know. Funny you should mention scratchers. Oh, there you go. Our next story is a lottery story. All right. Right into it. We've got the North Carolina lottery. We have a winning ticket that was won by a person who had a premonition he was going to win. Wow. Yes. Okay. Nearly two years after he won a million dollars on a twenty-five dollar scratch-off ticket, oh, this is a so this is a lottery winner beforehand, huh? This is a lottery winner beforehand. All right. This is the second time winning. Was this the second premonition? Did no. he have a premonition? One, no, this or was a he or she or whatever before he bought the ticket. Oh, he. It's a guy. Yeah, it's okay. a guy. Um, Frank. Frank. Uh, yes. All right. Good. Um, good for Frank. Uh, he's a forty-one-year-old construction worker. Awesome. Uh, well. He uh, he was with a, with a friend, and the day before he bought this ticket, his friend asked, "Is he going to win the lottery again?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm going to win it again." Okay. And he go went out and bought the ticket, and um, you know, it, he won a, a two million dollars jackpot so, on a twenty dollars scratch off. So in life, he's won two lotteries totaling up to three million dollars. Right. He spent fifty five bucks to win three million dollars. Wow. If you want to look at it that's that way. a good investment. Yep. And he won it on the Diamond Dazzler scratcher ticket from the North Carolina Lottery. All right. Yep, from a, from a store called the Handy House. Don't know what that is. Take take that one Handy for what House? it is. Handy House? Handy House. H-A-N-D-Y. Huh. Handy. Okay. Sounds like a... I uh, wonder if that's like a chain down there. I'm, I'm just wondering... You know, if, up here we have Wawa. I wonder if that's like a thing in North Carolina. I'm wondering if it's like an ace construction. Oh. Since yeah. he's a construction well, guy, Handy House, Handyman. You know, hammers, nails, all that stuff. I don't know. Does Ace have lottery? They have no idea, but this is North Carolina. They may have it down there. Okay. Uh, We're going from lottery now back into the casinos. We're going to a poker jackpot. Good. Uh, Hustler Casino Live again. Nice. Which, by the way, is really a really cool show to watch. The, yeah, the live who, who stream. Did, who did I interview? Nick Vertucci. Nick Vertucci. Yeah, really nice guy. Yep. Really doing great with Hustler Casino yep. Live. You know, a lot, lot of publicity last year with the uh, Jack Four and the uh, the allegations and things like that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of blown over. And, well, they're uh, always in the news, but the poker drama is yes. uh, great. So we have the, a... the best poker reality show out there. I, I think. would think so. I, I would think, think so. so. Uh, we now have a vlogger. Video blogger. That's what they're called. Vlogger. Okay. Uh, he um, he's an up-and-coming poker player, according to all these reports. 
uh, by the name of Mariano. That's all he's known by. Okay. He's known by his vlogging. Well, if he's on Hustler Casino Live, certainly he's an up-and-coming poker player. Well, you know, you got, I think, is it invite only now, or is it you just apply and say, I would think so, I I mean, you know. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a TV show, so they want people who are big in the field, I would think, so, you know. Well, the Hustler Casino Live crew, they, this, uh, this Mariano, won in a, uh, three-way all-in. There were three players left. They all went in. Mm-hmm. He's his See, that's pocket, drama. His that's... pocket aces okay. beat out both opponents. Both of the opponents had kings, pairs of kings. Oh, okay. And uh, he Boy, won. What a great hand. <laughs> yeah. He won with pocket aces, $788,400, his largest pot to date, they say. Mm-hmm. So Mariano did extremely well. Great. Congratulations. Yeah. So I just wanted, we don't normally do a poker jackpot. We we do you know table games. We do a bad beat. Yeah. We don't do, normally do a tournament. I mean that's great. Or a cash that's game. Great. I yeah. should say, so. it's a jackpot. And you know, and, and those kind of hands are fun to see. That's that's why yeah. House Lord Casino Live is so interesting. You know, it, it's uh, you know it's the real drama at the uh, poker table. Well, we're going to leave the poker table, and we're going up to Massachusetts to talk about this very odd lottery story that I came across. Uh, Massachusetts State Lottery runs Keno. And yeah. for those who aren't familiar with the way Massachusetts has Keno set up, like in New Jersey, Keno's only allowed in casinos. Yeah. In Massachusetts, it's everywhere. <laughs> you could walk out your door and find a Keno screen I, going. I mean, you can play Keno at convenience stores. You can play Keno at restaurants and bars. You can play Keno in the mall. You can uh-huh. get a Keno ticket and walk around, do your shopping, and go check your keynote ticket i mean you you actually won 400 bucks at lunchtime in yeah. a massachusetts <laughs> sitting down bar. at the bar sitting down at the bar you, and... you bought a keynote yeah. ticket you watched the keynote you won 400 bucks 486 to be exact okay i still yeah. remember that because it was the first time i ever played keynote i and didn't know co- what the hell it was and you collected right there yeah up to uh, in massachusetts up to 600 dollars. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah you yeah. you left the restaurant slash bar with 400 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, here in Mass in Massachusetts, we had a very unique situation with several players on Keno. By the way, this is actually a first for Massachusetts. They had their first million-dollar Keno winner. Wow. Which is the guy we're leading off this little portion of the story with here. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't the, the sheer number that caused a little eyebrow raising here. Uh, it was the uh, set of numbers that he won on. All right. Number one, he won the million dollars first one ever since the game started in 1993. Mm-hmm. That's a great benchmark right there. Sure. Um, he hit it on a 12 spot, which, you know, it's one of those things. Was that 12 numbers you had 12 to pick? numbers, All which right. is very unusual. All right. Uh, in anything, really. In any, well, the odds any, must you know, be astronomical. Astronomical. Yeah. But he won on a 12 spot. By choosing numbers one, two, three, all the way through twelve, consecutive oh numbers, God, one through twelve, and they all came out on the same draw. Wow. Okay. Now, now, just so people know, when that's when you like do having Kino, that's like having your luggage combination yeah. one, two, three, three four. four. Little so. uh, President Screwball there. Yeah. From uh, okay. what's that? Spaceballs. Yeah. Uh, so. But um, it, it's it's not. They they don't. If people have watched Keno before, they don't come out consecutively. 
You know, no, they, they no. just come out random and it just so happened they lined up. So it wasn't one, then two, then three, then four that showed up on the screen. It was whatever the combination was. But at the end, the guy hit his one numbers one through 12 mm -hmm. and won a million dollars. Wow. That's not where it ended, though. That was in a pub in Pittsfield. Okay. Now we're going over to a town in Taunton on the same draw. All different right. sides of the state. Yeah. This guy hit one through 11. He hit an 11 spot. Wow. Okay. Consecutive numbers for a $500,000 prize. Wow. That's great. Then we have four other players on the same draw in different parts of the state hitting numbers one through 10. Wow. Each for $100,000. That's amazing. So the one. See, the, the way it works is if you're sitting in a restaurant, yeah. they have like a monitor up there. Yeah. It's a TV so, screen. So, you know, and, and the, the, those numbers are the same throughout the state. Yeah. So, you know. So everyone's playing the same yeah. set of numbers yep. that comes out. And, they're, so. and, they're, and the tickets are all marked out with the same game number and everything. Yeah. So everyone knows what game this came from. But it was very unusual to see $2 million paid so, out on consecutive numbers that, on the same draw. That individual draw, that particular game, yep. that must have been the highest payout game no that, uh, no word you know. on anything under those see they yeah. gotta they gotta check that out so, I, I was i was a little uh, disappointed I would, I would have to the assume. reporting didn't go down further than the, yeah. the numbers the one through ten there but so far we had what six six players, because that payout from that dollars. one particular game that yeah. one particular drawing that's got to be yeah. up there in state history well it's one million think. one million for the, the for the 12 spot five hundred thousand for the the 11 spot and four hundred thousand for the uh, for one thousand uh, ten spots. So that's what one point nine million dollars. That's plus, almost two million. Plus, don't you get like money if you get three numbers? Depends and, on what you're because playing, it, yeah. you know you get like two bucks or yeah. three bucks or what. I don't. Depends I don't on what you're playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's it for this week's uh, beating the house. Congratulations to all our winners. Press releases keep them coming in, and we can keep doing this segment because it's great to learn about all these different games. Well, that'll do for us this week. We'll see you next time on the radio with House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.